0: did not move or even blink an eye. A moment of silence fell across the assemblage. The exquisite tension was broken by the king's laughter, which spread like bubbling water throughout the courtesans, nobles, entertainers, and servants. The stranger stood mute and grinning as the laughter surrounded him. Guards along the walls drew their curved blades and moved closer to the throne, but the king raised his glittering hand again, halting them. Surely you are one of the fools sent to amuse me, said the king, regaining his composure. He quaffed red wine and chuckled again. A rare jest. I assure you, said Alhatham, I am no fool and this is no jest. This land is mine by ancient right. I could bring your city to its knees with sorcery and shed the blood of all these beautiful soldiers, but I am not a cruel man. Therefore I give you this chance to surrender the throne without any deaths on your conscience but your own. I will make your execution quick. You will feel no pain. Deny me, and all will suffer. Now the king did not laugh, nor did anyone in the hall. A deathly silence hung between the pillars with a smoke of feasting, broken only by the crackling of torch flames. Dazan drew the long dagger that he always wore and moved toward his father, but his silent bodyguard placed a hand on his shoulder. Despite the nervous twitching in his stomach, the prince stilled himself. The king stood up and tossed his wine cup down the steps of the dais, turning white marble to crimson. Guards rushed forward, but a third time Trimesqua raised his hand and they halted. My father and his father and all their fathers before them ruled Yescatha from this high seat said Trimesqua neither men wizards demons or tidal waves shook them from this throne here is what i think of your threat el hatham the sorcerer in the blink of an eye trimesqua who was seasoned in the same wars as olthacus the stone drew his silver sword and swept it down upon the stranger's head El Hatham's skull split with a meaty crack that rang the length of the hole. He fell backward in a shower of gore, staining the fine carpet at the king's feet. Remove this trash, commanded the king. He tossed his soiled blade to lie upon the chest of the dead man. Guards rushed forward and dragged the body away. One of them would clean and anoint the sword before returning it to him. Servants exchanged the ruined carpet for fresh one and the Festival of Ascension resumed. Music and wine flowed through the heart of the palace like blood through a living man's body, and the corpse of El Hatham was thrown into a deep furnace. Later, his charred bones were tossed into the midnight sea. That night, Prince Dizan fell asleep after exhausting his passion with a comely courtesan. Instead of the sweet oblivion born of drink and exertion, His rest was plagued by nightmares. He found himself wandering through the ancestral burial vaults, deep below the palace, where lay the bones of his grandfather, his great-grandfather, and all the generations of his family going back a thousand years. He was cold and without garments as he wandered those lightless, musty catacombs, and the eye sockets of decaying skulls glared at him from the shadows. Somewhere among the vaults he knew his mother lay, for she had died when he was an infant, and he did not remember her face. Still, she must be here in this realm of chill darkness and creeping grave mold. Royal families throughout the centuries filled the numberless rows of niches, and sometimes favored servants and war heroes earned the honor of burial in the royal crypts. In terror, Dazan wandered this mansion of the dead, calling the name of his father into the dark. Only echoes answered him. He called, too, the name of Othacus, his bodyguard. Not even the stone came to help him navigate those dark depths, and he could not find his way out. He found only chamber after chamber of mummified ancestors, the population of the city's long history, and the crumbling engraved sarcophagi in which they lay. Here was a city of death that slept beneath the living city. And at last, he gave up looking for the exit and lay down in the dust near a pile of bones. It seemed to him then that he heard a faint laugh.